In 2014, a German guy named Lars was in Bulgaria and was returning from a trip. However, something happened to him during his passage through the airport where he dropped all his luggage, ran out of the place and simply disappeared. Today's case, I will talk about the mysterious disappearance of Lars Mitank. Hello everyone, I hope you are doing alright. I'm Fabio Carvalho and this is the Mystery Archive Project. Follow us on the streaming platform you are listening to now to receive notification whenever a new episode comes out. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. Now, let's have a good look in today's case. Lars Mittank was born in Berlin, Germany, on February 1986. He doesn't have siblings and during his childhood he had many friends. At school, he was seen as a friendly child who always respected the rules. Teachers said that Lars was a little shy, but when he got to know better the people around him, he became more at ease. He enjoyed sports and outdoor activities like cycling, swimming, hiking, and loved camping with his dad. Together, they also traveled to fish, and that was practically a rule for both of them. Go fishing at least once every three months. After graduating from high school, Lars decided to study engineering and entered the University of Technology in Hamburg. In 2012, when he was 26 years old, his father suffered a stroke that left many neurological sequelae. He could no longer speak, walk, swallow properly, and because of this, Lars visited his parents more often and also started to take care of his own health. Lars went on a diet, eating only white meat, watching his weight, and exercising frequently. In 2014, at the age of 28, while working as an engineer in a large coal chemical industry, he and a group of friends from college days decided to meet in a trip to Bulgaria. The trip started on June 30th. There, they stayed at a four-star resort called Golden Sands. The package chosen by the group at the resort offered several benefits, such as a spa, and food included. Over the next few days, the group made the most of their trip. They played soccer, visited beaches, went to parties. They really had one of the best holidays of their lives. On July 6th, the last night of the trip, Lars decided to explore the region more, but his friends wanted to spend the last night at the resort. So, Lars went to the city alone. In the morning of the next day, at the breakfast, Lars told them about the night before. He ended up going into a pub to watch a match of his team when some guys from a rival team caught him and hit him. He wasn't bleeding or anything like this, however, he got a punch to the ear that made him dizzy and with pain ever since. 
The friends didn't understand it at all, because they all knew Lars very well. He wasn't a kind of guy to get into trouble. They suggested him to see a doctor before to get a flight, and in the hospital, Lars got his diagnosis. His eardrum was ruptured. The doctor prescribed an antibiotic and recommended him to rest. When Lars said something like, Oh, fine, I will be getting my flight later, so I won't get out from home once I'm there, the doctor said to him, Do not get the flight. He couldn't get any flight for the next few days because the airplane pressure could be harmful to his ear and cause a huge discomfort or maybe make it worse. The best plan would be to stay where he was for a few more days. Some of his friends suggested to stay with him instead to leave him alone, but Lars insisted that he would be fine and that all of them could go. They didn't need to stop their lives to do nothing with him in Bulgaria. So, his friends left that night and Lars ended up staying at a cheaper hotel called Hotel Color in the city of Varna, close to the airport. At the hotel, his behavior started to get very strange. He was walking up and down alone, looking out of the windows and hiding in the elevator. Earlier, Lars had called his mom, Sandra Mitank, to explain the situation, but at night he called her again, saying that he was alone in the hotel where some guys were chasing him. Sandra ended up buying a flight ticket for him to return home the next morning, July 8th. In the middle of the dawn, around 1 a.m., he left the hotel and returned a few hours later. It is not known to this day where he went. When he came back, he called his mom one more time, saying that she needed to cancel his credit card because he could not do it from there. He also said that four guys were trying to get him, that he needed to hide, and that he wasn't feeling safe. Sandra said to him to stay in the hotel for the night and only leave the place straight to the airport at morning. A few hours before his flight, he arrived at the airport and went to the doctor on duty to talk to him. While waiting, as soon as a man entered the clinic dressed in a construction uniform, he began to shake, get desperate, and shout, I don't want to die here, I have to get out of here. Lars left all his luggage, wallet, passport, mobile phone, and started running out of the airport. He ran with no stop, jumped over the airport fence, and disappeared into the forest. Over the years, some things were analyzed and some theories emerged. For example, hallucinations. The drug Lars was taking, Cifiroxime, was an antibiotic indicated for the treatment of infections. Like any medication, it has contraindications and possible side effects, but these effects do not include delusions or hallucinations. The most common effects are dizziness and headache. 
There are no studies that prove hallucination and psychosis as one of the adverse reactions to this drug. However, an overdose can lead to brain irritation or even seizures. Lars was consuming alcohol during the trip, which is not recommended when using any antibiotics. Lars, his friends and more tourists participated of what they called drinking tours, which are tours with itineraries that include several restaurants, bars and pubs on the same route. Some people believe that during the tour, Lars may have consciously or unconsciously consumed some synthetic drug with prolonged effect. In cases with a person who has never used this kind of drug before, the effects can be very strong. From paranoia to prolonged anxiety or depression, as they affect the central nervous system. Some people theorize that the blow to Lars's ear was so violent that it resulted in a traumatic brain injury, which could lead to physical, cognitive, behavioral and emotional damage. The most common symptoms from someone who suffers a ruptured eardrum are earache, discharge of pus, hearing loss, dizziness, imbalance, nausea and vomiting. Brain injuries, such as a concussion, can lead to symptoms such as headache, dizziness, double vision, light sensitivity, confusion, forgetting recent events, among others. People also say Lars could have started a strong case of schizophrenia. It is a mental disorder that affects a person's ability to think, feel and behave. It usually appears in men from 15 years old of age and is characterized by symptoms such as hallucination and delusions. The risk factor increases when illegal drug and alcohol are consumed by vulnerable people. Believers of this theory think the fight would have been part of Lars' hallucinations, as there was no evidence or any witnesses of the situation. Lars's family told the media that he had never had mental problems before. Even the eardrum rupture being real, it could have been caused by something simpler. Ear infections are very common, whether with the accumulation of wax and water, improper use of flexible earplugs, or even a flu. Lars may also have been used as a meal, which is a person used to cross airports carrying drugs against his will, forcing him to take drugs to Germany. Lars, afraid of being caught by the airport security, fled. His bags had been checked, but nothing was found. There is a possibility that he was forced to carry the drugs on his body, inside of his clothes or ingesting them. It is common for drug and trafficking mules to be coerced into swallowing capsules of small bags with drugs that often break inside the person's body. Depending on the amount, they can suffer the effects of the drug or even have an overdose. Lars's family and friends created a website and a Facebook page to obtain information about him. 
findit-lars-mitank.de and facebook.com slash finditlarsmitank. Some people have reported seeing Lars in other countries, such as Poland, Canada, and Brazil. These mansions were investigated, but nothing was discovered. He was never seen since, and remains missing to this day. Well, guys, that was today's case. Share this episode with your friends and help our channel grow. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. I see you in the next case. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você... Venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal.